All right. And we are here with Nick Halverson today. And I am so excited to have Nick here only for the fact that, you know, obviously for much of my podcast, fitness, health has been always an important part, but I can't think of someone that's fitter or more healthy, both physically and mentally than my very good friend, Nick, who is also partners with us at Rise. And this dude has just been crushing it when it comes to his physical and fitness goals. And that's in given you had a baby a year ago. And so like everyone talks about how you gain a whole bunch of weight and you get out of shape and uh, yet you're an amazing pop and, you know, you're a great you know, role model of taking care of yourself and you're helping a lot of people too as well. And so just really glad to have you. Thanks, man. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And so I guess the first place that I would want you to just like dig into is, is like, where is your mindset when it comes to your fitness? Like what, you know, where is it? What drives it? You know, what motivates it? You know, why is it where it is now and what you do? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's taken a long time, I think, to kind of get to the point I'm at now. Um, but I kind of feel like fitness is for me is kind of like a, it's kind of like a revolving door, you know, like, you know, you can always have goals, but it's like, once you reach that goal, you want to keep going. So it just kind of keeps going and revolving, you know? And so, um, obviously I'm fortunate enough to, to be in the position I'm in with owning a personal training studio, you know, and being there every day and, you know, having a really supportive, uh, wife who lets me, you know, do the thing I love, which is work out and fitness, things like that. And so I have to give her a lot of credit because she does enable me, to be able to do that consistently day in and day out. Um, but for me, yeah, like it, it's just like a, I love, you know, the constant, like trying to be better every single day, you know, like that's how I view it is like every day, just, just be a little bit better than yesterday, you know, or better than the day before, whether it's 1%, 2%, 5%, you know, there's a lot of different types of those things out there, but I just love like the, the, the push yourself to be better every single day. And that's what kind of what, is my kind of motivation essentially, or my, my discipline to stay consistent with that. I guess in that consistency, where, where have you found some of the biggest challenges, both for yourself or your clients, right? Cause you've helped a lot of different people and you are helping people regularly right now. And so what are some of the challenges or potential opportunities for people to get that discipline? Yeah. I think it's really hard for people to kind of like first wrap their head around that, you know, because if you haven't done it or like seen it, it's hard to be like, well, I can't be like that disciplined, you know, because right. I've never done that before. So that's usually the biggest challenge is kind of like that mental aspect of it, uh, of trying to get people to realize like, Hey, if you just stay like consistent with it, if you just stay a little bit disciplined with it, you're going to keep going. And then, you know, those things just compound, you know, and they just compound on each other. And then it says, by the time you know it, like you've been doing this for a few weeks or a few months, you know? And so, um, Usually it, that's like the, the biggest challenge I have with clients, essentially, not so much myself, um, but just giving them that like little extra motivation to like just stick with it, you know, just stay with it. Because a lot of people, you know, want the, always like the, I want to do this and have my results now. Like I want it to be like fast and I want to just get where I want to be and then be done, you know, but it's not, that's just not the way it works and it's not easy, you know, and you just got to stick with it. So why do you stick with it? Uh, f- because... I mean, a lot of different reasons, but, you know, fitness is probably like my, my biggest hobby, joy, like pastime, like all the things you could just check off all the boxes, you know, it's, it's like something that fills me up mentally, physically, emotionally. I'm not spiritual, but spiritually, because it gives you like a sense of like 
I feel so good and accomplished and you know you're you're kind of like body is kind of a representation of like you you know like and so not to say that like how you look or how people look should be like oh you're this and that but like you know the way you take care of yourself shows a lot of people that you're you're invested in your health and yourself and so um it just shows a lot to 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 keep going and keep pushing forward and, and keep working on yourself and trying to trying to just you know keep it moving and you know for the longevity of your health your your life you know now we have like kids and a family it's like shoot man like I want to I want to be around for a long time you know and I want to do the things with all my kids and my wife and family and stuff you know and so it that's you know just another motivating factor just the revolving door of like things that keep coming into your life and that's like okay I want to do this and I want to do that you know what about so I subscribe to that because it's the same thing like working out being fit being healthy feeling good you know I love like pushing myself I love like I, I know I'm like a sadist or whatever it is where you I love being sore from workouts I've done I yeah. love the fatigue of like you know, writing all the work up on the wall and then doing it and be like, oh, that was a lot harder than I expected. Like, I love that. And I, and I know you do too, yeah. but not everyone does love that, no. right? So what's what's your advice to people that need to be healthy, want to be healthy, but that's not a joy for them? Sure. Um, I mean, at first I would just say find the things that are joyful for you as far as exercise goes, whether that's like, you know, doing a class or like working out with a partner or something like that. Because again, yeah, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to stick with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and there's a lot of different things out there and you start at something a lot of times, like we know it'll kind of evolve into something else. Like you might start in a group class and then they might incorporate like some weights in there and you're like, oh man, I love like working with weights or whatever. And like, then it's like it'll evolve into like, oh, let's get a trainer and work weight training. And then like that might evolve into, I don't know, bodybuilding shows or crossfit or whatever, you know? So I would say starting off, definitely just finding something that like that you enjoy, that kind of makes you happy, gives you a little sense of like feeling proud or feeling confident, you know, get your self-esteem up a little bit because again, that's just always going to snowball into something else. Yeah. So important to enjoy it, but do you enjoy going to the work and doing the workouts every single day consistently all the time? Uh, no, I mean, definitely not. You know, like it's, that's why I kind of always say like, you know, discipline over motivation, you know, because motivation will definitely come and go. And I am not motivated every single day. I don't think anybody is. Uh, and so that's, I, I, Ben Campbell always says like, this is second degree fun, you know, second degree fun. Cause like it sucks when you're in it, you know, especially if it's hard, but then once you're done with it, it's like, Oh man, that was awesome. I feel awesome. Even later in the day, you're like, feel great. You know, I accomplished that crush the workout, you know, feel awesome. So yeah, it's just like you just. So where where for you again? Think of the person that is you know maybe not where you're at, right? They they don't like pull up their shirt and be like, oh yeah, check out that look. You know, you know they're not there. They find that they enjoy certain things, but they don't they don't have the discipline, right, or the the behavior set yet to be able to do it on the days they don't. How do you encourage or what are some of the things that you lean into mentally, physically to get someone to build that consistency past that? Because I think that's probably an important part, right? Like for some people, they do something they enjoy. They're doing it. They like it. They're doing it. They're doing it. But then stuff kind of gets busy in life or, 
you know, their, their motivation does go down a little bit and the discipline isn't there yet. What's, what's that tipping point for you to help people get past that point? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a great question. There's a lot of different things and it does vary from person to person, you know, because, uh, people have a lot of different circumstances going on in their lives, you know, but typically I always try to tell people like, you know, think of it kind of as like, this is a long game. It's kind of a marathon type thing, you know? So, uh, more so mentally than anything, like, you know, if things do come up and you kind of fall off track, like, you know, don't be so down on yourself, you know, have like short-term memory loss, you know, you need to forget about all the bad things and think about like, you just did some awesome stuff for a few weeks or whatever it was, a few months, and you made some great progress, you built some great habits, you know, so forget like the few bad days you might have, or if you fell off for a week or a month or whatever, you know, and just think about like health and fitness is, it, it should be like a lifetime thing where it's like something we strive for every day, something we strive to continue to progress in. And so if you think about it that way, you'll think about like, oh, even if I did go on a vacation and I binged for two weeks or whatever, I can come back and I know that I still have, you know, months ahead of me or the rest of my life where I'm going to continue exercising, continue working out. So I found like kind of like looking at it and explaining to people maybe in that sort of sense, like kind of helps maybe a little bit of like a, maybe a mental switch and then people aren't so like hard on themselves. They don't put themselves down so much in the sense of like, again, they like messed up for whatever they did or fell off and can't get back on it, you know, but once they kind of, once you flip that, I think it can help a lot. Yeah. I always tell people to like, they, people commonly, you know, underestimate what they can achieve in a short period of time right or in a long period of time and they yeah. overestimate what they can achieve in a short period of time right. like you know they're like i'm going to go two days you know, i'm going to go two a days for 5 weeks and I, i'm going to get like really good before vacation and then that's all that it is right but if you were to go just 3 days a week for a year that person would see far greater success yeah. right so right. understanding that balance yep. is really important so what are some of the things that you find that you're t- helping people with on the mindset side of things Cause you said uh, mentally, like you said mentally so much and yeah. that's such an important part of being disciplined physically. Yeah. And so what are some like tips, tricks, you know, common conversations you have with people to help them with that side of things? Sure. Uh, I think the biggest one is just like actually listening how you talk to yourself. You know, this is one that I just did a little like story post on, but it resonated with me. I heard it the first time, uh, I think we were in Vegas for like a retreat type thing a long time ago. And I don't remember who it was talking. It might've been Nate. I'm not sure. But anyway, somebody said it and it really like resonated with me. And I think about it all the time. It's basically just like, uh, you know, listen to how you talk to yourself, you know, because what we tell ourselves is ultimately going to lead to what happens. Right. Right. So, you know, thoughts turn to actions, actions equal results. And so if you're talking to yourself negatively, poorly telling yourself, you can't do things, you won't do things, you're too old, sick, slow, whatever it might be. Of course, you're not going to do those things, right? So you're telling yourself constant positive reinforcement that, you know, I can do this and I will do this and I want to do this. Then it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do those things. So, uh, that's definitely like the biggest mindset, like mental tip that I give people just because I feel like that's kind of one that people can kind of like, they don't have to put a lot of work or effort into. It's just kind of being a little bit more conscious of like what you say to yourself and how you talk to yourself. Yeah. And it is well-researched and and you can find many stats that support this if you go check it out. But we have what close to 60,000 thoughts a day. And I think it's on average 80% of those thoughts are negative thoughts, Mm. right? Like that's a lot. It's a lot of thoughts and it's a lot of negative thoughts. And so it's definitely something that you have to train, right? You you probably even still catch yourself doing it, right? Where you say things you don't 
And so how do you, how do you catch yourself? How do you process that? How do you change that when you do it? You know, do you have an affirmation? Do you tell yourself, do you journal? Do you like, how do you, how do you process through those things to help weed out the bad and, and then support with more positive thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it definitely can be challenging. I think for me, it's like just like uh, talking and communicating with my significant other um, about like, you know, I am a very like usually a happy, optimistic, like that type of person. And so uh, she can tell when I'm maybe not being so much in a sense. And she definitely calls me out, which is awesome. Um, and so sometimes you need that reality check. But if I get a kind of a sense of like, Maybe I'm not being as like that type of person in a day. I kind of like am able to communicate that with her or ask her, you know, and she's able to be straight up with me. And so uh, that's I'm very fortunate again to have a partner like that uh, that, that could help me in, in that sense, you know. But I mean, I, I try not to again, like I try even if I do have some of those thoughts to like brush it off and forget about it. You know, it's it's again trying to have like kind of that short term memory loss where it's like, all right, you know. You said those things, maybe you doubted yourself for a second, but you can do it like you've done this before or like, let's move on, let's move forward, you know, keep it moving. Yeah. So it's almost like talking it out with Whitney or, you know, just processing that helps you kind of just like, you know, call those thoughts like, okay, they're out, they're gone. Yeah. And then now you can create more room for positive thoughts. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that. Any other mindset or mental things that you find yourself working out with people? Uh, yeah, I mean you know, there's, I would say, because, you know, mental, mental fitness is just as important as like physical fitness. And so when you're talking about like people's goals, whether it's, you know, on the fitness side or the nutrition side or something like that, mentally, it can be very like daunting as well, you know, because you got to, some people have really like huge goals and it's like, oh crap, like I want to, I want to do this, but it's kind of scary. Like I've never, I've never like tried to do this or maybe I just have tried in the past and it's never worked, you know? And so, Definitely like the mental switch of, again, like trusting the process, staying dedicated with it uh, and then keep it going, you know, trying to just stay consistent. And again, having that short term memory loss is such a big part because people are going to screw up. Nobody's perfect, you know, and like especially if you have a big goal, bigger aspiration, it's like you're going to have some really bad days. It's okay. I think that's more normal than people talk about or even say, you know, and it's it's not good to just dwell on those bad days, you know, think about the four or five other great days you had. Why are you thinking about the one bad day? You know, like always think about the positive because that's just going to keep you moving forward and that's just going to keep you in a more better mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just being able to scale the numbers back and see a bigger picture, right? Like even if you like, I mean, how many times do you eat in a day, right? You eat five, six, seven, you know, four, three, I mean, it doesn't matter really what the number is, but even if it's four, seven days a week, that's 28. If you have a terrible day, all four times you ate terrible. So you had 24 out of 28 meals that were really good. You're saying most people probably focus on the four meals that one day was bad and now their whole week's bad, even though the other six days were great. Right, exactly, yeah. And it's like, don't dwell on those things, you know, dwell on the positives, you know. But I think that's just such a hard thing for people. Like we're just so used to like kind of like, you know, just how everything is in the world. It's just like cramming bad stuff, negative energy, you know? And so people I think are just so like accustomed to thinking that way. And it's really hard to just kind of have that like mental, mental switch and flip of like, I'm going to focus on all these positive things instead of all these negative things, because there's just so much negative stuff that's just shoved in our face every day, all day long. So I think that is probably the biggest thing with just, you know, not only like community, but the world essentially, like thinking about, 
all the stuff going on in the world, it's hard to think about positivity, you know, and we just don't get a lot of that. And there's not a lot of that thrown at us. You know, you have to kind of create and make your own positive energy and positive thoughts. Do you find that you're around those negative energies and that you just process them better than others? Or do you find yourself actually protecting yourself around those negative energies and avoid it, not watching the news, not scrolling social media? Like, you know, what does that process like? Or do you feel like you're so in, you know, emboldened to it or you're so disciplined around it that you can still consume those things and it not affect you? No, I, I definitely try to avoid a lot of like the the news and the negative type stuff. You know, I I am aware of what's going on elsewhere, but I've I don't know where I adopted it, but I kind of have always had the mentality of like if it doesn't directly affect like me or my close people, like I'm not like gonna spend a lot of time or energy on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know it's there and I understand what's going on, but you know what's going on is not going to affect what I do day to day, what my personal life is like, how I interact with my friends, family, loved ones, you know? Uh, and so I just kind of try to keep it like separated, you know, I don't let the things intertwine because that's how you can get really messy. And again, be like a negative mindset all the time. And so, uh, social media, I'm on a lot guilty of that. But again, like I just kind of warrant where my energy goes, you know, and like I understand I see all the things that are going on, but I don't put a lot of time and energy into that. I mean, given I am a marketer now and I think it's really important for people to know is like you can actually control the algorithms, right? Like if you're checking out like positive, motivating people that are like inspiring you like social media can be a really, really powerful tool, right? But if you are spending time looking at the wrong things or things you shouldn't be looking at, you know, your feed will expose you for that, right? Or if you're spending too much time looking at news or political things, like your feed will show you that. And so I don't think people understand how powerful that thing can be because I know when I get on Instagram and I scroll through reels, I literally get nothing but like amazing parent tricks, like DIY stuff around the house, like motivational things, fitness things, and all those things are powerful for me, right? Yeah. You know, but I don't think people actually understand that that's a tool that could be used sure. if you're intentional about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I just think a lot of people, you know, like, I don't know, like being aware of what's going on, but they, again, like it's just, if you get so intertwined in it, it's hard to get out of it, I feel like sometimes, right. you know, and you could just get so overwhelmed with everything going on, but yeah, it's you can create your you create your own environment. You control your environment. I think what you were going to say, and you just didn't, and I'm going to say it is: I think people like to they're attracted to those negative things. Yes, I, for I, sure. I, you kind of wanted to say it, but I'm just going to say <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I and but I think it's important to call that out, right? And because I think that people may not want to be around it, but they find themselves doing it, and they need to protect themselves yeah. appropriately, or at least call it what it is. Right? You know, if you like drama, just say it. Yep. You know, because yeah. you're not going to be able to fix that or change that unless you address it. True. Right. Yeah. Just own it. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's important. So you were saying, you know, when some people, they come in and they have like these amazing goals and they're really big and they're audacious and it's going to take a lot of nutrition. It's going to take a lot of fitness. Do you tend to just like meet them where they're at? And you're like, okay, you want to go from here to here. That's, you know, that's a big goal. You know, or do you tend to try to wean it back and get it down to much more measurable? Like, what's your thought process around that? Do we just meet them where they're at, or do we actually maybe shift it to more reachable things to build those disciplines? Uh, 
I think it, it can depend on the person and the environment. And, you know, there's a lot of different variables within that, you know, people have different goals, different experiences, but I, I kind of do try to meet people where they're at because it is their goal, you know, and who am I to say that that's not an attainable goal for you, you know, but I do have realistic, you know, conversations with them or like topics of like, Hey, okay. Like if this is your goal, this is pretty crazy out there, but like, Hey, we can do it, but you, you need to be able to do these things in this amount of time or like this checklist or whatever it is, you know, because like, this is a creative, crazy goal, you know, but, uh, I mean, there have been some people where it's like, Hey, you know, like, let's tone it back a little bit, like, and let's focus on these like mm-hmm. short-term goals. And then this leads to that long-term goal, you know? So I think it really does depend on the person, um, just because people are so different in, in all the aspects, whether it's, you know, workout experience, uh, whatever they're at currently overweight, underweight, whatever it is, whether their goal is trying to get, whether it's gaining a ton of muscle, losing a bunch of weight, whatever, getting into better shape. So, everybody is different. Everybody has different bodies, different body types and different experiences. So it can be hard to, to kind of do a one size fits all with everybody. You know, you kind of have to just sometimes meet people where they are, sometimes reel people back in, sometimes push a little people a little further. Yeah. When it comes to, um, just some basics or from your perspective, your favorites, right? I love that. Like what's your favorite? So like on the nutrition, on the fitness side of things, what are some of your favorites to really increase your level of fitness, get stronger, get more shredded or, you know, vice versa on the nutrition side of things. Like what are your favorites? What are some of the things that you go to for like disciplines, behaviors to be able to achieve whatever fitness goal someone wants to achieve? Yeah. I mean, in the fitness side, you know, strength training trumps all, right? So picking up a pair of weights, (laughs) it's like simple as that, you know, for some reason there's been this like, I don't know, like thought process of like, if you want to lose weight, just jump on the treadmill for an hour every day. And it's like, Oh my God, where did this come from? And whoever made this up needs to get like chopped out of every book and whatever, wherever they said these things. Cause it's like, it's the exact opposite, you know, like strength training has so many benefits and it's been proven to have so many benefits. There's so many studies and it's like, when are we going to start talking about that more for like weight loss for, uh, bone health, you know, for, for muscle health, like for getting stronger, for longevity, for being able, you know, quality of life as you're an elderly person, like getting up out of your chair, out of your bed, going up and down stairs, like strength training does those things, you know? So that's the biggest thing with, with fitness that I found that most people, even if they don't like want to do that or don't have experience within that, it's where I always start them at because like I know from experience and I know that that's going to be a better in the long run for even if their goals are to like lose weight, they might not realize it at first. Like, wait, I'm supposed to lift weights to lose weight. Like what? And it's like, yes, just trust the process and it's going to happen, you know? So on the fitness side, absolutely strength training, you know, with weight training, resistance training. Um, and on the nutrition side, you know, we've done a lot of things, you know, in the last 10, 12, 15 years, as far as like planning different types of food, nutritional diets, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, a lot of those things do work. Um, I tend to always tell people like, look, if, if you want to, uh, just as an example, if someone wants to lose weight and they're like, Hey, I really want to do this, this diet, whatever, what this diet is like keto diet, whatever, you know, there's lots of different diets out there. I'm like, okay, fine. Going after keto. All right. All right. (laughs) Well, that's just an example. You know, there's 
10 ones that are the same thing. You're you know? good. I'm just giving, just razzing you. You know, and they, and they all, they all have a common denominator, which is you're going to eat less food, right? It's like technically a diet, you know what I mean? So they're all the same aspect of you're eating less calories. All right. So they all work in that sense. That's why they all technically work. I just don't feel like a lot of those are like a sustainable thing that you're going to, are you going to do this for the rest of your life? Like, let's be honest. Like you're telling me you're not going to have like a cupcake and a donut, pizza, pizza, like for the rest of your life, like get out of here. That's not realistic, you know? And that's just the keto diet. There's a lot of other ones, whatever right. it might be, you know, carnivore, vegan, whatever. So, uh, for on the nutrition side, what I have found for me personally, a lot of different people is, you know, the kind of like, uh, uh, you know, the more balanced approach, I guess you could say, which is kind of like the cliche word, but it is true. You know, like I feel like people have a lot more longevity and consistency when they actually have like a balanced approach with nutrition, you know, trying to just focus on eating real food, you know, throughout your day. Don't worry so much about like, I have to eat four or five meals a day or I have to eat two snacks every day. You know, it's like eat real food, you know, try to work in protein, obviously, you know, like at least three, four times a day, have some protein, you know, when you're eating, prioritize that, but don't re- re- uh, worry about like, I have to eat a meal every three hours, you know, because then food, you kind of build a, a bad relationship, you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's just getting this like daunting task of like, crap, I didn't eat, I didn't eat every three hours. Like, what am I going to do? Did I just screw my day up? You know? And it's like, no, just focus on eating some real food every day, start incorporating some better, better habits into there, whether it's more protein, less junk food at night or whatever. But I feel like if you just incorporate that and then you just keep going with that, it's just, again, it compounds and it just stays consistent. And then over time, right, it's just that snowball effect. And it just gets easier and easier. And then before you know it, you actually kind of have some knowledge of like foods you like, foods you have a good relationship with. You kind of know what to do. Uh, you kind of know how to eat. You know, you've just been doing it. And so it just, it just kind of clicks a lot more, I feel like. Yeah. So strength training is your go-to, right? And that's where you're going to focus people on. Okay. So what's, you know, you know, if you had to select five exercises and you only can do these five exercises the rest of your life, you can't do any other ones. So you're going to only strength train and you're going to do this for me personally. This is for you. Yeah. I want to know you, you know, because you're the expert, you do it all the time. I mean, You've worked out more in the last year than I, I probably have masses years for me right now because I have not had the same journey <laughs> as you and I'm jealous, very jealous. Uh, but if you had to pick five exercises that these are your strength training exercises, these are the only ones you get to do and you don't get to do any more the rest of your life. What are those five? Uh, I mean, you know, some form of squat, some form of like a deadlift, some form of like a row, um, some form of a, like a press, whether it's a chest press, shoulder press, and then just probably like a plank or something like that. You know, those are like, you know, the five foundational staple movements can't go wrong with those, you know? So that's, that would probably be the five. I don't know about specifically like, but those would be the five movements that I would do. All right. Now on the reverse. Okay. Nutrition, balanced meals, real food, Three meals that you would have to eat the rest of your life. What three meals are you going to eat? Well, breakfast is easy because I have the same meal every single day. <laughs> so I have like eggs. Uh, I have some like overnight oats. Um, I have uh, like a bagel with some cream cheese or sometimes peanut butter. And then um, I have like a matcha latte with like some collagen in it. And I have that like five, sometimes six days a week just because I love it and it tastes great and it's awesome and it fills me up and it's good food. It's good energy for the morning and for my workout essentially. So that would be breakfast. Uh, Dinner, I'd say like steak and then some sort of vegetables, 
Okay. Can't go wrong with that. I could probably have steak every day. Love it. So uh, lunch, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, the good old chicken and rice, you can't go wrong. I know it's plain and bland, but for me, it's like uh, I'm such like a routine habit person to where I really don't care if I eat the same stuff. Yeah. I know that a lot of people are like, what? Like, how do you do that? Like, just, that just sounds crazy. And I'm like, eh, you know. I like it. You know, it, t- it right. tastes good to me. So, like, I'm just going to keep doing it. Plus, I know that it's good for me. So, why would I go away from it? You know, and, and I definitely learned a lot of the years, like, how to make it less, like, bad and bland. You know, there were times where it was like, I don't understand, like, why I didn't put, like, sauce on this or, like, hot sauce. Like, I don't yeah. get it. Like, low it, calories, low calorie no sugar. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I was so, like, stressed about, like, I can't, it doesn't say I can have that. I'm yeah. not going to have that, you know? Oh, <laughs> it yeah. was just, like, shoveling plain rice, and I'm like, why did I do that? Yeah, I mean, how you prep your food, how you season it, uh, especially meat, right? Like, you I mean, it's amazing if you season chicken for two days in the fridge, right? If you pull it out, thaw it, season it for two days, and then you cook it, versus if you were to, like, pull it out and then season it and then cook it in that day, yeah, the difference is, like, night and day, yep. right? Um like rice is a great example. Rice is great. Put a little bit of like chicken stock in the water when you ah, cook rice. Makes a huge difference. Huge difference. <laughs> Not that many calories. No, nope, no. Nope. And absolutely will change it, yeah. you know. And so it's just little tips and tricks. So what are some of your like nutrition tricks to like make things taste better? Like I use those as examples, but is there any others that you just think are like super like low calorie hot sauce for oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean uh well, I love sriracha. I can put sriracha like on almost anything, you know, like right. it's great. Uh, I mean, seasonings, you know, you can do a lot of really awesome stuff with a lot of seasonings and, you know, like sodium and salt used to get like such a bad rap, but it, you know, it has a lot of benefits. It is actually an electrolyte, you know, like yep. your body needs it. <laughs> well, electrolytes are sodium. Right. So, so like, it's like, you know, it's, you, use some salt. It's like tastes really good. People love salt, you know, and they're not saying you have to pour the whole container on there, but season it well with salt and it's a, it's going to make a big difference. Well, and again, I'm not near in the health world like I used to be, but there's actually some really bad benefits to cutting salt out of your diet, right? Yeah. Like there's actually, I've known people to go too far yep. and they get like, you know, water hungry when it comes to what's going on. Their body isn't retaining water correctly because yep. they've purged so much salt and it's, it's actually a bad thing, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's understanding the balance of it, you For know, sure. and the short-term, you know, mindset, right? Or like, you know, short-term memory loss, as you said, I think that's no better way to put it. Okay. So when it comes to, you know, health and fitness, um, you know, and I'm going to totally take a left turn, you know, but when it comes to the people that struggle, right, you know, they've tried every single thing, you know, they've done so many things, um, you know, w- you know, when you've met people like that, because I know you have, you probably are training people like that. Um, what are some of the things that you find to be the reason that no matter what they try, it's not working? Uh, a lot of times it's just themselves. Like a lot of just excuses, just to be honest. Like they're just creating excuses in their head and in their lives. And it's just, it's one of those things where you like, you speak it into existence. You know right. what I mean? Like they're just... Yeah, they've maybe tried like a ton of other things, but how long did they try those other things? Like, did right. you stick it out for more than two weeks, three weeks? You know what I mean? Like, you're just making excuses. Like, everybody can change. It's not going to be easy. You got to put some work into it, you know? Like, so I feel like, yeah, just you have to be like really upfront and honest with a lot of people, especially nowadays where it's like nobody wants to be blunt and hear the truth and hear the hard truth, you know? Like, there's a lot of harsh realities in the health and fitness. It's like, it's not easy. 
And it's going to take a lot of work, especially for some people that are like maybe in not so great shape, you know? And, and so it's like, you have to, you have to put a lot of work and effort and, and time into this, but it's hundred percent worth it in the end. Cause you're going to be better in the long run. You're going to be healthier in the long run. You're going to feel better in the long run. You're going to be around longer. You're going to save money. You're not going to be in the hospital or paying for prescription drugs. Like, don't you think it's worth it to like put some effort yeah. into it and have to not have to do those things, you know? We were talking before this podcast started and we were talking about how we like documentaries, right? And I cannot remember what documentary it was. I think it was on, um, oh, I can't think of it, but there was a documentary that I just watched recently and it was it was something close to, I think, 33 or 35% of all Americans are on prescriptions currently. I, yeah, I believe currently. it. I would say at least that. I would have thought higher, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's still crazy to think about, you know, so there's three people in a room. One of those people are taking prescriptions for their heart, for their liver, for their cholesterol, you know, that is insane. And you said it right there. You know, I think so many people victimize health and fitness, especially personal trainers, eating healthy, supplementation, all these things being incredibly important for people to get to where they want to go. But somehow some company or some marketing has sold that it's really expensive to do that. Mm -hmm. And you said something that I've said to thousands of people it is way more expensive to pay the hospital bills yeah it is way more expensive to pay you know take drugs for the rest of your life if you can't get your cholesterol in check yep right yeah and we all can agree our healthcare system i mean i really don't want to go down that rabbit hole is broken sure right when you look at it yeah but you just there were some important nuggets there that i wanted to slow down on because that is so important so they're they're their own worst enemy is what you're saying. Yeah. You know, they, they just, they need some harsh truth and they need to do it. Is there anything else that you think that leads to the people to not getting to where they want to go or remaining to stay the same? Yeah. I mean, there can obviously be like, you know, people can have certain health conditions that can make it a lot harder. Um, you know, there can be a lot of different things as far as, um, you know, sometimes women have like a lot of different hormone things going on, depending on, you know, did they have kids sometime in the recent, you know, or past, like, as we are both aware of this, you know, like it can do a lot of different things and, and just going through different things in your life, you know, stress factors can be a, a big role in a lot of people's health journey because, uh, you know, as we know, stress levels can do a lot of different things for retaining weight, making it harder to lose weight, making it harder to eat energy levels, a lot of things like that. So, you know, it can be kind of a, a double-sided thing where you know, I want to give the people like harsh, harsh truths and, but then the other side, it's kind of like, well, maybe you do have a lot of things going on. So like, let's figure out maybe the roots of these problems and like, let's try to work on those things, you know, because uh, if you do have a lot of underlying issues, you know, whether it's one of those things I just said or something else, it can be very hard to, to move forward with your goals and actually like see results and get results. And then it's just like a process of you're just spinning your wheels and nobody wants to do that, you know? And so it's like, let's try to, to figure out how we can help these these underlying things and like, let's get a top, let's get a, a grasp on that. And then we can like really hammer it and, and move it forward. Can you agree? I, I, my perspective is, is those special conditions are pre pretty much the exception, not yeah, the rule. Definitely. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. But I think you can talk to a lot of people and I think a lot of people can say, well, no, everyone's got a special condition, right? But I think it, when you really boil it down, process of elimination, really digging back, asking those questions, the first point is their, their point of what's holding them back. It's themselves, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. It's all, I mean, I would say most of the time it's themselves, you know? I mean, everybody, you know, a lot of people think they are special and they have like, well, I have this weird thing that doesn't let me do this or I have like a, 
the biggest thing was I have a thyroid issue. It's like, well, you know, there's probably a lot of reasons you have a thyroid issue. You know, to be honest, like, let's take a look at what you're putting inside of your body, you know, like, or not putting inside of your body. You know, a lot of times, you know, the issues that we have arise from the the bad things that we are doing or like the, the negative health effects that we are doing every single day, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely taking like a hard look at yourself and having a reality, reality check. So I'm a person that I only take advice from people that have or are doing the things that, you know, I want to do. Right. So like I, I would never sign up for a personal trainer if they were in, you know, worse shape than me. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I would never take advice from someone that is not healthy versus someone that's healthy. And so my question to you is, is you being someone that has been incredibly invested for a long period of time, but I would say, I don't know, you tell me like the last three years, I feel like you have ramped up in your perception of how you treat your body, how you treat yourself mentally, the relationship between you and your family, like all of those things are incredibly admirable. But what is your thoughts on, I just see a massive wave of people giving advice to people that are not where they are and people are listening, right? Health experts, I think is a great example. Sure. What, what's your perspective on that? Because I respect your opinion because of how healthy and how fit you are and how much you give it and take care of your body yeah. um, versus these health experts that tell us these things. I mean, it's such like a, just take social media for an example. And it's like such a crazy landscape, like of just like spewing this and that and I'm right and you're wrong and this kills you and this makes you stronger. And it's just like, holy crap. I I do feel bad for people that don't really have a lot of knowledge because they're like, who, who the heck am I supposed to listen to on here? Like, what do I believe? Like this one guy's telling me vegetables are toxic and this other guy's telling me like only eat meat, you know? And it's like, well, Jesus Christ, like, I don't want to do any of these things. Like, uh, what am I supposed to do? Eat, drink water all day and that's it, you know? And then there's things that are telling you water's bad for you too. It's like, there's all these chemicals in water. So it's like, it's such a crazy landscape out there. And it's like, I agree with you in the sense of like, you know, don't take advice from somebody that's like, you know, obviously not credible or just doesn't look like they are know what they're doing or don't have experience in that. But again, like even a lot of these like, you know, quotationing fit, fit influencers and influencers sure. and stuff like give such bad advice, but uh, bad advice. But a lot of times they have like an agenda. They're trying to sell something. Uh, they're trying to sell you on something, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, and so like it's really hard even for me to go on there and like look at people and be like, I don't understand like how you like ex- like tell people this like how do you how do you, how do you like sleep at night like you telling people all this stuff so I do feel bad for a lot of people especially social media I would say don't even go on social media like for advice you know maybe for like motivation of seeing people working out and stuff like that but even that's hard because a lot of pe- people don't show their workouts like these fit influencers like will show you like them doing backflips on beaches and like you know all this stupid crazy stuff and it's like man that's not how you like got in the shape you're in like you know, you're telling people to go do this crazy stuff and then somebody's going to break their neck or whatever, you know? So like, it's just like such a crazy. Or you'll see people selling like a 20 minute routine to get like super fit and you see the exercises knowing what we were knowing and you're like, no way does that person do that? Like that person has a chest that's gigantic and striations across the place and you're telling me you only do push-ups? Nope. 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 You've put too much load and tension under pressure and resistance against that. Your body weight has never created that development, that belly of muscle. Sure. And it goes back to like, people want like the quick, like the, the fix it now. I want to do this fun stuff. 
I don't want to do those boring five X's that I said earlier of the squats and the deadlifts and the rows and the presses and the planks every single day. That stuff's boring, but guess what? Those things are work and those things are what every influencer out there and fitness person has done repeatedly for probably 10 to 20 years to get into the shape they're in now. You know, like they don't show you that though because it doesn't sell whatever they're selling. So, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, because I've taken from the gym, like it's been since COVID. I've had two kettlebells and a jump rope and I've done squats, push ups, and that for the last two years. I still feel pretty damn good to even yeah. take off my shirt. And I have not touched a gym <laughs> in a long time. I own a training studio. I encourage people to go to the gym. I'm just saying maybe you're not as disciplined as others to be consistent, but they do work, right? Yeah. So I guess if they if you're telling people not to go online, not to go look on social media, where do they go? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. Like uh, I would say, you know, obviously there's tons of good information on social media and online as well, because there's a lot of credible people out there. There's a lot of people that are actually out there trying to do good and like tell people good things. So, uh, it's hard. I mean, I would say, you know, obviously find somebody that you, maybe, you know, personally or do trust or a friend of a friend does know personally or does trust, you know? Um, cause that does go a long way, you know? Um, and I would also say like maybe being, uh, in front of people like face to face, person to person is a lot better than like just watching a video online, you know, however that looks for you, whether that's like again, a class or a trainer or just being in a gym with friends or whatever, because obviously having face to face value and listening to people, you can get a lot, a big, you know, look of how they actually are when you're actually talking to somebody and see somebody interacting with yourself or with other people, you know, so I don't want to totally steer people away from social media because right. there's a lot of good stuff on there, but it's it's just you got to have to find some maybe that you know personally or that you do feel like you can trust, you know? Right. But I think, I mean, you said it earlier too, is is like how much are they giving away for free versus like immediately asking for money, right? Yeah. You know, people will put their workouts online and not ask for money. They will put you and go on live and give amazing advice if you listen to it. And so I think just being a really good consumer and just paying attention to someone long enough versus just like, seeing someone really fit with their shirt off and then being like, okay, yeah, they did that. I'll do that. You know, and, and does their program include some sort of customization or, you know, one-on-one time or zoom time or something like that? Like yep. I think those are all really good examples. Cause you're right. Like as you identified, like people are their own worst enemy, right? So to have someone that can hold them accountable, you know, give them a realization check based on their goals, like that's not realistic or, Hey, this program's not going to work for that. That face value would be able to help people achieve that. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, you know, I'm guilty. I post all my workouts online, but, um, but I actually post my real workouts on there, you know, and it's like, I, I want, I don't want to just like sugarcoat it and be like, I only did, you know, some jumping jacks and whatnot. No, I want to put like my actual real workouts on there. So you understand like that it's not, uh, yeah, looking at me now, you're like, oh man, like great shape and everything looks awesome. I want to be like that, but okay. Like this is the work you have to do day in and day out. So that's biggest. One of the biggest reasons I do it is to show people like because there is so much on there on social media that's like outlandish, but like this is what it takes day in and day out. You know, it's hard and you have to put in a lot of effort. You know, but it's worth it. I feel like to me it's worth it and I love it. And so hopefully that gives you that same motivation. Yeah, you know, obviously we've been in the fitness industry for a long time, but you know, looking back now, you know, being twenty five to thirty five, right? You know, and I've been in the training world that time and so much more than that. It's interesting. I would find so much more motivation training with a fit person that's 40 than a fit person that was 25. 
Like if my options were like super, super fit person, that's 25 versus like really fit person, but not super <laughs> fit 40. I'm choosing the 40 year old or 35 year old. Oh yeah. Every single time. For sure. I look back on some of the stuff we used to do when we were in our twenties, like working out wise. I'm like, God, like what was I thinking? <laughs> like, yeah. People ask me all the time. I'm like, did you ever do like power lifted bodybuilding stuff? I'm like, no, but like I definitely used to try to like lift as much as possible. And like, and I'm like, Oh God, there's no way in heck I would do that now. Like you just get smarter as you get older. You know what I mean? Like right. you want, you want, you know, to, to be able to be as strong as possible, but also be able to like be as functional as possible. Like there'd be days like we used to do, try to be deadlifted four or 500 pounds, you know? And it's like, Oh my God, I can't walk for like two days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that, I'm not trying to do that stuff anymore. You know, you can get really strong and be very functional and be able to move really well without having to do that. Or go from like a warm up set of one thirty five on bench to yeah. two sets later, you're you're trying to press two seventy five, right? right? Yeah. Like, and yeah, you just get wiser, you know. <laughs> well, your body will younger, your body yeah. will tell you to get wiser very quickly yeah, when you do true. that. So, yep. uh, no, it's interesting. So, I guess you know when it comes to you know you specifically and you know how you've helped people. Is there any common threads of people? Is it is it a type of work that they, that they do, a type of mindset that they have going into it, um, you know, a type of lifestyle that they have that has been common denominators that you've seen that have led to successful clients reaching their goals, reaching long term habits, maintaining their success? I just want to know from your perspective: is there is there things that you've noticed over your ex- extensive period of time that's like oh? You know, that person, this person, and this person, all different people have been really successful, but they all do this. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would say it's like, you know, kind of finding like maybe like what what their reasoning is, you know, like when you mm. can kind of have like a, a why in a sense, you know, we always used to talk about that a lot, but like a lot of these people have different reasonings for why they want to be consistently going to the gym or consistently training or consistently trying to better themselves. It could be a lot of different reasons, you know, but when you can really like figure that out, I think it can be really powerful in the sense of like, this is why you want to keep coming and why you want to keep bettering yourself. You know, a lot of times people don't know it at first or have no clue or whatever, you know, but, or it's like, they don't want to talk about it or whatever, you know, but when you can kind of figure that out or, you know, realize that like, Oh, this is why I'm doing it, you know, and then it goes a long ways. Yeah. Do you think that being unhealthy mentally or physically can be um, passed down generation to generation? Definitely. I mean, like, you know, parents do so much, as we know. Like, it's such a big influence, you know, like bad or good. So for sure that can be passed down. I mean, like, I mean, like, it can be passed down, but obviously everybody controls their own destiny. You control your own outcome, right? You have the willingness and the mind to, to change your life, right? With the good or the bad, you know, but I look at like, you know, the generation, like our parents and it's like, you know, I tell my dad to exercise and the way he trained, he's like, I go on a bike ride and I'm running. I'm like, well, you're getting like double shoulder surgery. Like, I think we need to like weight train a little bit. Like you need to get stronger, you know, like it's just such like a weird generational shift of that, you know, but I will say like, as far as like the food side goes, that generation was like, it's like great. Way better off than Way us right better now. Way better because like they're just so used to eating like actual food. food. Yeah. <laughs> and not just like slurping down sodas and chips and all this other crap. It's like they actually don't even like they have any of that, you know. So it's going to be, I'm really scared for like our kids generation, you know, not just on the health side, everything else. But like 
especially the health and fitness side, because like, who knows where this is going to go? It's only getting worse, you know, as far as like obesity goes and in kids and in adults, especially in America, you know, food's only getting like more processed and crazy, you know? And so it's hundred percent can be passed down. So I feel like it's an obligation as parents to like try to help our kids as much as possible. I know that it's like very hard for a lot of people to do because they're not in that mindset of like being in being healthy person, you know, and being a fit person. But uh, I feel like that needs to be talked about a lot more, in, especially in the U.S. Because, like, like I said, obesity in kids is just like it's like an astronomical number, and I think they predicted by like twenty thirty five, it's going to be like forty or fifty percent of kids. It's just like a crazy number, and so I feel like it just uh, definitely something that needs to be talked about a lot more. It needs to be pushed a lot more, like as far as parents learning, like getting more knowledge about like how they can help their kids, because if we don't like pass that down it's just going to keep spiraling out of control. It's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this earlier, but I mean, it's worth saying here, like, you know, real food and just basic food can make all the difference, you know, versus processed food. Uh, and, and just even knowing where your food comes from, I think is really important. You know, a lot of people might not even question that specifically. Cause like, I know for us, like Chelsea and I have learned a lot about chicken, different chicken, how they're processed. So we buy certain types of chicken at Fred Meyers versus all, because that makes a difference. We have the luxury to be able to do that, but it's over time that you gain knowledge and then choose those directions. Yeah. Same thing with steak, you know, other things that I think people should probably understand too is like you know, maybe a vegetable garden is a great idea if you want to do that. Or maybe, sure. you know, you know, finding a group of people. We live in Alaska. A lot of our audience is Alaska. Finding people who hunt, like doing bartering yeah. for that. Get moose, get things like that. Salmon. Yeah. Because nothing is better than that, right? Because I use the example when we went to Italy. Like three weeks of us being gone. Uh, I ate whatever I wanted, had a great time. And I literally came back in better shape than when I was working out five days a week, eating food just from right here. And we are pretty good with our food. Yeah. Right? And it's just, it's again, it's how it's processed. Yeah. I mean, you know, us is like the laughing stock of the world as far as like health and fitness goes, you know? And so it's unfortunate, you know, uh, even like kind of off topic, but like military is like, like at its lowest percentage, like of recruits because of so much like, obesity problem and they've continued to decrease their standards yeah of entry yeah and i just read about this like uh a friend sent me an article and it was like they're kind of having like uh like a pre-trial like they'll accept applicants but then like they they're sending you basically to like an eight-week boot camp and if you get down to like their standards then they'll let you in i think they've done that for a long time because i think i mean i literally had people that were like i'm going into the military but i have xyz that i have to get done in eight weeks or i won't be accepted yeah i remember i remember training clients back in the day that that was one of their things it just seems like it's you know it's just crazy to i mean you know we're supposed to be like the most powerful you know america it's the, the best country of the world but it's like we're you know people don't on the outside don't look at us that way yeah I mean, I think there's a lot of people on the outside that come here for the opportunity, right? But that when it comes to some of the internal systems that have created it, you know, I think the people that are here, they don't know any different, yeah. right? I think it's always interesting when you see pictures of like a beach in the 1970s, right? Or you see gym class. Like if you go back to early like times, I, I saw a video just recently. It was yeah. on social media. It was insane. It was like gym class in like 1920s. And they're like doing like monkey bars and crazy sprints and pull-ups and stuff like 
It is intense. Yeah. yeah. You'd think it's like this crazy military, like special force training group, like that they're just doing some sort of PT. And it's literally like 18 year olds yeah. that are just doing the just most for, intense for stuff. Regular old gym class. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> just insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a different time, you know, again, that's kind of why I like, I just feel like it's, it's not talked about enough and there's not enough like knowledge being put out there about how we can actually better ourselves as like a nation, a community, whatever, each individual state through food, nutrition, you know, through health, through fitness, you know. All right. So you're in a place of power. How can we embedder it? Like maybe it's not even go to the national level. Let's go to the Alaska level. Like what could we do better here? I mean, Alaska is like it's own like horse because like we have a lot of different, uh, you know, like the, the rural villages and things like that, which makes it very hard uh, because like, obviously transportation of food and stuff like that is such like a problem with those places. And then like you get some of those foods there and it's like an astronomical price. So Mm -hmm. that's like a problem within itself, you know? So a lot of those people, I understand they do rely on like a lot of hunting and stuff like that, which is great. It's fantastic, but they're not going to get like a lot of the fresh fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. It's it's, it's like a hard process. So, um, I mean, I think you have to look at like just the, the, the foundational level of like knowledge, whether that's like teaching or teachers or teaching parents or like just having some sort of like knowledge of like, this is good and this is bad, you know, like this is what's going to happen if you continue down this path of what we're doing now. Like we need to, we need to have people understand and like learn because even if we like show people maybe like a graph or, you know, a percentage or whatever, it's like, oh yeah, okay, but that's not going to happen to me or that's not mm-hmm. going to happen to my kids, you know, but like, if you know and like you learn something and then you can like incorporate that or you can transfer that or teach that, you know, I think that'll go a long ways. How we do that, I don't really know. Um, but I just, again, think of like it's not talked about enough. It's not put into, I don't feel like it's put into the healthcare system enough. I feel like we just, you know, rely on like we were talking about earlier, just like let's just fix the topical solution and like give you something to fix it real fast rather than like let's figure out the the, the root problem here. Let's like get to the bottom of it and we can help it from like the inside out, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say some things and it could, it's going to cut, you know, deep to the bone. And so you go where you want with it. But, you know, I think that there's one, there's not a lot of money in healthy people, right? You sure. know, to our system, you know. We don't go to, we don't no. go to the doctor near it's as true. much, you know, we don't require things. And then there's, our system is designed to revolve around money, you know, and, you know, healthy people don't go to the doctor, you know? And so we have a lot of, you know, we have a great medical system when it comes to the R and D and what we do. I, I believe it's the best in the world. I do agree with that, but you need a lot of sick people to be able to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And so there's not a lot of money in it there. And I think there's a lot of resources that you can point to that there's there's a lot of people that are really like banking off of people being unhealthy. You know, I think, you know, one of the things I'm not a political person by any means, but one area where I could get really political really quick is like you're talking about childhood obesity. And when you look at um, people that are on low income and so they get, you know, some sort of government stipend to help with food. This is like, I don't have the statistics available. If someone can get really upset about this, you fact check me or whatever. We can have a debate about it, but I'll have a long debate about this because I've gone down rabbit holes on this is that, uh, 50% of people that are receiving stipends for money, like WIC and those other areas, uh, their purchases are on candy and soda. Mm. So money that we're giving people to live on, 50% of it 
is given or purchased on soda and candy that have zero nutritional value. Yeah. No, I'm not surprised. And the reason why is, is right, is there's lobbyists and people who go and sit on certain boards that get those things and they have those things. Like, in my opinion, that would be something that I would change right away. Right. Is like for people that can't afford to, to eat healthy or be like that, that would be a first stop is like you can't buy things that aren't healthy for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I know it's a deep one. And again, I've gone deep down this rabbit hole before. But it's, I mean, I can tell you my numbers are spot on, like 50% of it, candy and soda. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm not surprised at all, like, to hear that, like, honestly, like, just because, like, like I said, like, it doesn't surprise me, like, that it's, it's, like, such a bad state, you know, like, of the highest percentage and, like, because just the state of the the, the, the nation right now, as far as the obesity epidemic goes, and, and that's in adults and children. So I'm not surprised at that at all, you know, and, and I 100% agree that, obviously everything's ran by money. And so like, you know, they don't want us to put in money for people being healthy. They want sick people because that's generates all the money, you know? So yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't know <clears throat> like where that can go. You know, I don't know how to fix it because like we can't just generate money on our own, you know, like that's just not something we can do. I will. I mean, my counter argument to to it in itself is is that I I just read recently. I think it was like sixty three percent of millionaires exercise three times a week. Oh, huh. right. That's so impressive. like, so you got to think that like to to get that, it's a healthy person has to achieve that, yeah. right? And I will promise you, any successful person in life, if you rate them a healthy person versus an unhealthy person, who's going to do more? The healthy yeah, person for right? sure. So there's benefits to that too, right? So it creates that. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, the other thing too, that, uh, is really, I think important for people to know is, is like looking at the connections to obesity, right? You say obesity, but like, look at the core morbidities that are connected to obesity, heart health, you know, heart failure. Like there are so many things. Like if you were to pull obesity out and then you were to look at deaths, it's insane. Mm -hmm. Like how those numbers drop so much. Right. Cancer. Yep. Right. Like when you even look at cancer patients, people who get cancer and how many of them are obese or not obese. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're saying, it's a huge problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge problem. And again, it's just not, it's not talked about enough because it's all ran by, you know, like money essentially. And so again, I feel like people just need to get a little bit more knowledge. Like if we just like have a little bit more knowledge, whether that's taught more in school, whether that's just like, taught somewhere and at some sort of educational level or some sort of some level somewhere, like if we can just get a little bit more knowledge about like the good and the bad and what this is going to do for us later on. And I think it just can go a long ways, but again, it's just not talked about enough and it's not, it's not pushed enough. And obviously there's multiple agendas and everyone's ran by, you know, money. And so it's, it's, it's going to be a long for or long road, you know, to try to try to help. But I feel like if we just keep, keep trying, you know, keep pushing forward. And there's a lot of good out there that can help a lot of people. But especially now, like we, we just talked about some of how much bad stuff's on social media, but like, you know, good messages can spread a long way and you can spread it to thousands and thousands, sometimes millions of people, depending on who you can connect with, you know? So for every negative story that I can give social media a hard time, I have a positive one though. Too, For sure. Right. You know, yeah. and I, I don't think it's more one or the other. Again, I think it's how you choose to use it. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great content on there. You just have to be able to know like what's good, what's bad, you know, like have kind of 
you know, maybe use some common sense sometimes and be like, this is good. This can benefit me or like what this, this crazy stuff this crazy yeah. talk, you know? I mean, the, obviously the, the, the root solution would be is to find a way to create more money to be generated from healthy people than unhealthy people. Right? Sure. Like, you know, if there's so much money around medical and bad foods and all of that, if there mm-hmm. was a way to create a, an income generating s- source for being healthy, mm-hmm then that could be a motivator for people to become healthy, which then could put more fuel into it and actually help be able to combat that. Yeah. Right. Cause we're not going to be able to fight Coca-Cola, you know, however billions no. of dollars they pay our political people to vote into. No, Wix should include right. soda, you know, no, it, it's got to include soda yeah. and the vote passes. Right. right. So that, and that's the only way we can really change it in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's a long road, man. Like, Yeah. It's not going to happen in our generation, you know, so. Oh. <laughs> but maybe Mav and Jordan's. Yeah, hopefully. So pressing forward. like you said, you're worried about our kids. So what are going to be some of the staples, the disciplines, the the values that you're going to instill in your family to help prepare them to go into this weird world that we live in? Yeah, I mean, I think just kind of like leading by example, you know, like we know that the kids just watch everything we do and they do as we do essentially, you know, most of the time. Uh, so I just want to try to be, you know, as great of an example as I can, you know, just having, um, them maybe watch me do things, you know, watch me constantly, whatever there's working out or just going to being active or, um, you know, just kind of like having that type of like happiness personality, like feeling joy and laughing and things like that can go a long way, you know? And, not to say that we're like perfect and all we do is exercise and eat healthy, but like when you can, when you instill that and they, it just kind of becomes like their routine, you know, just like if you instill, if you constantly are having bad things, that's just going to be what they gravitate towards and, and, and instill in their own life, you know? And so I feel like just, just having a, a big influence as far as like, let's do fun stuff. Let's, you know, you can watch me exercise, join me. Like I want to do sports with you and, all the sports, let's try all the sports. Like, hope he plays golf because I play golf, but <laughs> I'm not going to push anything, you know. Like, I played all the sports growing up, just wanted to play all the sports and just have fun, you know. Try what you like. Did your dad play sports with you when you were growing up? Yeah. I mean, we played some stuff. We played basketball a lot. Um, but again, he was always like, just go outside and play and try all the things. He took me to all the sports and supported me through all my hockey growing up competitively and you know it was fantastic you know I was very fortunate to be able to be in that position you know but I feel like also I was I talk to you all the time about like my elementary school experience I feel like it was like a not a common thing especially now like even even I talk to people I'm like your elementary school didn't have this what are you talking about like uh one of my best friend's dad was our gym teacher Mr. Magestro such like an awesome influential person in a lot of our lives as kids because he's a gym teacher, but he was also, like, awesome. He was a sports guy, loved sports, uh, super fun, super cool guy. But he did this thing. It was called, like, before school sports. And so every day you'd come an hour early, and he would have, like, probably, like, every four weeks, maybe every month or every six weeks or two months, whatever, it would be a different sport. Mm. And we did every single sport imaginable. Like, we did pickleball, badminton, basketball, yeah. indoor soccer, coneball, dodgeball, everything, uh, roller hockey, or not roller hockey, like, floor hockey, whatever. You name it, we did it. And it was just like such an amazing experience to be able to experience all that, but also like before school, because it made you really excited to go to school. Right. It made you like super pumped to get up. It was super fun, exciting. 
you got to go hang out with your friends. You got to have like a little competitive side. You got to learn a lot of like super cool, like whatever sports or just like uh, different skills, technical skills, whatever it was, you know, coordination, things like that. And so I feel like that was just like such an amazing experience to have as a kid. And I talk to people now and it's like a lot of people didn't have that. And I, I realized that's like a, that was a rarity. And I don't know how he did it. I, I never asked him if it was like something he just like was willing to do on his own time, volunteered. But it was pretty amazing. And so like obviously that's few and far between. But like if we could like figure something out like that where we have a lot of those types of things, I feel like it would be really awesome for a lot of like development and a lot of just like people's willingness and like and like learning just like how how far those can take you and like just having those skills like and just like whether it's the work ethic or the competitive nature or the the sports skills or being in shape or just moving you know like they can just, it just takes you a long way so i don't even know what the question was before that but that's just like a, a it was a crazy topic that i think about a lot that like i feel like oh i know where i was talking about mav and stuff okay so that was something that was instilled to me when I was a kid. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I want to emulate with him and any kids that maybe I'm around in the future, whether it's my own or nieces and nephews or whatever, just like try all the things, do everything, you know, and whatever you excel at, let's go forward with that. What you like, let's go forward with that, you know, just because yep. you don't try, you don't know, you know, right. and it's worth trying all the things and just having fun with it. It's funny that you have like this really impactful you know, young experience that probably is like obviously a motivator by how you are today. Cause I had the same thing, but it was different. And I love telling the story because it legitimately was like why I am, I really do believe that I look at this as being a, a like a, a paradigm shift, I guess, even at a young age where I in elementary school and I don't even remember my elementary school's gym teacher's <laughs> name or PE teacher. Uh, but she did a, it was one day I remember this and do you guys remember like the, the carts, like you would sit on, right? Oh, yeah. The little the roller carts. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. you could like, and there would like be like a ball and a goalie on the side time and you'd like go do that. Right. <laughs> so like I remember at the beginning of class there was, okay, so you had to choose between eating a cookie or eating a piece of celery. And depending on what you chose to eat, you then got to do an obstacle course uh, for a period of time to use the energy to be at even, right? This is at elementary school. The teacher is like, okay, you get a piece of celery, you get a cookie. If you eat the cookie, you have to do this many times through this obstacle course before you've used up that cookie and you're back at, you know, net zero mm -hmm. or the celery, you have to do it and you only have to do it this many times. And the people, when you do get done, you get to go play like the roller hockey thing, right? Why well, eat the cookie? And <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I feel like you're just like, oh, no, I want the cookie. I want, the, want cookie. the cookie. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to get that done and get over there and play that. <laughs> but I didn't get to do, get to the road because the class ended before I was done, right? Mm -hmm. And it like made so much sense at a young age, right? Yeah. That I was like, okay, so what I eat, I have to burn. Mm. Nice. And That's awesome. And that was at an elementary school age that yeah. I learned that, you know? Yeah. And so... But yeah, elementary school experience. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting, right? So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it just shows you what you go through and learn as a kid. It actually can like, you know, be in your head and kind of motivate and instill like what you do, you know, or how you think, you know. So it's kind of scary and awesome to think about at the same time. Like, you know. And man, kids, I mean, 
we're not here to talk about kids, but we both have right. one and it's new experiences <laughs> and it's fun to talk about. They are so much more observant and they are so much more, they're, they're just smarter than what we probably give them credit for, at least for sure. me yeah, at my yeah, age, yeah, right? Yeah. Like what Jordan does or can kind of show me she does without me knowing that she can do that scares me sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, you're paying way more attention than I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's wild. They're going to be, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Man. Whole new experience, but it's yeah. fun. All right. Well, we'll end with this. What's, it's just always my favorite perspective and it could be specifically nutrition or it could be anything, not nutrition, but fitness or anything else. It's like, what's, what's probably the single best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Uh, just start, like just start like, cause like, you know, nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. You know, like if you don't start, nothing's going to happen. You know, you just have to start. Like people are always like, well, I, the funniest thing people always tell me all the time is like, as a trainer, they're like, well, I want to get in better shape before I come see you. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Like that's pretty much backwards. <laughs> so I'm like, no, 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 just start because you keep saying that. And then it's like next year when I see you at this thing, you're like, oh, I'm still, I'm still going to come see you. I just want to like get in better shape. And I'm like, well, if you would have started last year, imagine where you'd be from now. So that's like the, the biggest advice that I always say is like, just start anything, no matter what it is, if it's just like a, a daily walk, whatever it is, just start, you know, because it's going to go a long ways and it's going to, it's going to pay off in the end. Mm -hmm. And then what is a piece of advice that you hear given out a lot, but you maybe disagree with, or it's maybe a common misception that you just, you don't agree with that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's, uh, it's kind of hard to narrow things down. I mean, you know, like even think like, you know, cardio, like he's like, do you gotta do cardio to lose weight? That's I'm just, what I was I'm, think about, but, yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking like, is there something that you hear often that you caution people to actually listen to or maybe get more information before they do that? Yeah. I mean, especially on the food side of things, you know, like, cause that's, there's, like I said before, there's so many things out there and it's like, well, the thing, you know, there's all these diets, like I was saying before, just what is going to be sustainable for you? You know, like what can you see yourself doing for the long run for right. the rest of your life? You I know, yeah, because, you know, there's so many things out there. But like I said before, you're just not if you can't sustain it, why would you why are you even going to try it? You're mm -hmm. just going to give yourself a short term fix. You're going to go up and down. You're going to go backwards, forwards, and it's just not going to be fun. So, yeah. Yeah. And then is there a single piece of advice that was the worst piece of advice that you've ever been given? <laughs> Um, like as far as, as far as fitness goes, no, I mean, it doesn't have to be fitness if it's outside of that. I mean, I can probably tie it into anything. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, you've been given bad advice. I'm sure I have. It's hard to narrow one thing down. Um, I mean something, I don't know. I look back on a lot and I kind of, I don't want to like bad mouth anything or anything like that, but I feel like uh, some of the things that I experienced that we kind of experienced before um, kind of did like put like a, a stigma on some certain like foods and eating and stuff like that. Um, and it, it was just like, as far you know, following some sort of plan and making sure that you like did things accordingly. But I felt like it was just too, too like, it just didn't give you freedom at all, you know? And so I felt like I kind of developed some bad habits with that and some right. bad food eating habits with that. Um it wasn't like any piece of advice that someone said or anything. It was something that I willingly did and I got a great results off of it. I'm not going to deny that, but I didn't, I, again, it wasn't something that I could sustain or something that yeah. would move forward. Not healthy for you mentally. Yeah. You know, really when, for it, sure. when it comes down to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean what you said, I, 
it is my single piece of given advice more than anything else. If you can't, if you can't see yourself doing it forever, don't do it. Yeah. Right. Like if you start a program and you're two days in and you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this for a long, stop. Yeah. Like literally stop and let's go back to square one. Right. Right. Like, because it doesn't make sense to keep pushing through. You're not, it's not going to get better, you know? And so I agree with that piece of advice greatly. And I, you said it earlier and we could spend a lot of time on that is like, the relationship people have with their own mindset, the relationship people have with food, the relationship people have with grocery shopping, right? Like some people like Vict, like just like just make grocery shopping evil and they hate it and they don't like it and they just create this huge mindset around it, yeah. right? And then it just makes everything else challenging from there. Sure. And so just just understanding that you have to have a good relationship with these things. And if you don't have a good relationship, you need to start asking yourself, why don't I have a good relationship? For sure. And figure out what are the things that are leading to that? Because you got to go grocery shopping. You got to cook. You got to meal prep. You got to eat food. You got to drink water. Like, I mean, how many times have you had someone tell you like, oh, I just I just can't drink water. I don't like water. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's like, what? It's an essential part of life, right? And your body, like, right? It's kind of a necessity, you know. And so, I mean, it's really taking this thing full circle, right? Because the first thing that you said was is that people have to change their own mindsets, the yeah. way that they talk to themselves. But it also comes back to that relationship with those things, and then realizing that if you go too hard or go way too focused or go way too overanalyzed, is you can actually create a really bad behavior mm-hmm. that actually makes it hard to have a really successful lifestyle yeah in this that's so good yeah i mean you know the quote yeah of a great piece of advice is don't take life too seriously you never get out alive you know it's from an old top tom cruise movie yeah. but uh i mean it's true like if you take things way too seriously you're just never going to be able to again build a healthy relationship with that especially when it comes to food and fitness I mean, is that your favorite movie? <laughs> no, he's my favorite actor, but that's not my favorite movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like, uh, what was that, Risky Business? Yeah, Risky Something. Business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's classic, though. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I know you like Tom. I mean, <laughs> considering you named your son after a child before <laughs> the second one came out, yeah, though. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, that's really good. That's really good. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, no, like it just, you know, I've... Fitness has done so much for me, you know, and and people around me, and it's it's given me so much personally, uh, you know, uh, physically, mentally, business wise, health wise, uh, friend wise, you know, colleague wise, peer wise, like, and so it can just be so powerful that people don't even realize it, whether it is all one of or one or all of those things, you know, and so um, I just you know hope that we can kind of like create better environments for those around us, you know, our community, our, our state, our country, everything, you know, because like I said, there is a lot of problems out there and, and it's up to us to change it, you know, and I take some responsibility for that, you know, and so that's why I want to like play a bigger part uh, here, you know, in, in, in Anchorage and in, in Alaska and in the nation or world because that's what social media can do you know that's why i put a lot of things out there as well and just i do take some responsibility for trying to help people you know um it's something just that i i I like to do it's fulfilling you know try to help people better themselves and to me there's no greater reward than you know helping people because like it's such a fulfilling thing and it just it goes a long way you know and people are so are needed you know more than anything else yeah. And probably what's the best way for people if they want to just probably just go hit you up on Instagram? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it depends on what they want, you know, but 
yeah, just hit me up. If you wanna, I'm always open for like people ask me questions, whatever. I don't mind helping out, yeah. you know, like people ask me stuff all the time. It doesn't bother me. I'm not going to be like, oh, you have to go subscribe to this or that and do this and that. I'm like, nah, just, if you ask me some stuff, I'll tell you whatever. I don't care. Like, yeah. you know, it's all good. I want to help out and put stuff out there, you know. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to train, you can do that. And if you don't want to, you know, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. No, it's so good. Well, I mean, we just talked fitness today, but you know, obviously, a, a, a thing that we could talk, talk about, and this is just like a final brag on Nick before we we end this one here today, is that I don't think I know someone that's more cool, calm, and collected when anything is going on than this man right here. Like your ability to just be like, yeah, whatever, it's good, it's good. You know, I can only imagine that has frustrated Whitney on a, at a time or two. Quite, yeah, quite frequent. Yeah, I don't know just if it's mad. something that I like. Uh, like inherited from maybe my dad or something. I'm not sure, but like, it's definitely kind of a gift and a curse at the same time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes but I, I got to think about it. I'm like, maybe I should show some more emotion here, you know? I mean, I appreciate it, especially being in business with you to have someone that's so cool, calm, collected, where you could have something that could be really stressful or really frustrating. And Nick's like, oh, no, I mean, it'll be good. It'll work out, you yeah. know? And it just, it's, it's been something that I, me and Chelsea love, obviously, yeah, so appreciate much. That. And so. It's really good. Well, I am really grateful for you and I'm glad that we did this. And I just feel that we, if, if this is something that was valuable to others, I can guarantee you we're going to hear about it. But ultimately I think we could continue to have conversations around this and spread the word because as much as I want to help business and all those other things at the core of it, you got to be healthy. You got to be fit. Yeah. You got to have the right mindset. And I think those things only create a multiplier for anything else you want to do in life. Yeah. You know, hundred percent agree. Yeah. I'd love to talk about it. I mean, it was super fun. Yeah. Awesome.